Hour three of the Craig Way Show. And this Wednesday afternoon, Cameron Parker alongside Andrew Simmel. And last night, uh, maybe you attended in person, uh, or maybe you watched it on YouTube, or maybe you're hearing it for the first time, but Cristo Conte and Texas had their annual uh, town hall meeting last night. Uh, in the first hour, if you missed it, we played some of uh, CDC's audio uh, explaining the future renovations coming to the UT athletic facilities, including a brand new $70 million football facility that will open in 2025, uh, plus a new Jumbotron coming in or, or an updated Jumbotron, a new lounge for recruits, and then also a brand new Yeti yard being added to UFCU Dishfalk Field out in left field or behind left field, just a lounge area uh, for more fans to attend Texas baseball games. That's supposed to open up this spring. So exciting news on the horizon here on the 40 acres. But also with that, 2025 or 2024, 2025 means it'll be the first season starting July 1st where the Texas Longhorns will be in the Southeastern Conference. and SEC. SEC, SEC. <laughs> and Cristo Conte talked about what that means for the university going forward. I think for us to go to the Southeastern Conference, I can't tell you how excited I am. But we're, we're, we've been telling everybody we're going we're gonna to stay where our feet are, and our feet are in the Big 12 until July 1. But we know the anticipation uh, of going to the Southeastern Conference is coming. And uh, we wanted to let everybody know that Texas lives there. In 1903, Texas was a member of the Southern Collegiate Athletics Conference, the precursor of the SEC. That was where we were at one time, and we're just going home. And for us to be playing the schools we're going to be playing, it's going to be an exciting time. I cannot wait to renew old rivalries, uh, yet to put ourselves in the footprint. So you look at the schedule we have uh, for for us to have Georgia, Mississippi State, Florida, Kentucky at home, for us to go to uh, Arkansas, Aggieville, uh, and... It's going to be great, and Vanderbilt, and then the Michigan game. We are always going to play the very best. We're going to schedule the very best because we, we feel our brand deserves that. You deserve that. And uh, the opportunity to go to the Southeastern Conference is, uh, is going to be great. And we're super, super excited about that. Uh, but uh, tonight is the kickoff of the schedule and the, and, and, the, and the renewal component of that. And we can talk a little bit more about that in a minute. What I really love about our marketing team, they, they try everything. Uh, I, I got blown up on the orange smoke, and Drew goes, what are you doing there? And I'm a firm believer in R&D, rip off and duplicate. I'll go to venues, and I'll see what other people do and say, can we take that and do it at our own place? And Drew will come back and say, I saw something. And then we went somewhere else. A lot of the people say, God, that orange smoke is crazy. It hurts my eyes. So I was talking to a bunch of students the other day. I go, should we not have that anymore? No, no, we got to have that. But as you get farther up into the suites, like, that is god-awful. I get it, but what I love about it is that we're constantly trying new things, constantly looking and reinventing how we get a great game day environment. And uh, I think that you can look at our in-game this year with, with whether it be the, uh, the drone shows, the smoke, the fireworks, everything that we're trying to do is just try to create an incredible game. And I, I just remember uh, 
we're playing the Wyoming game. We're struggling a little bit. All of a sudden, that drone show came up. The orange smoke came up, and boom. The electricity in that building was unbelievable. And to see Xavier go down and score that touchdown, I looked over at Drew and said, I think you might hit on something. And I just appreciate our marketing team for constantly pushing the envelope and and, and everything that we do. I think we all agree, though, what CDC's done at DKR. He's turned it into a real home field advantage. For, for a while there, even before I was a student, just home games were just kind of blah. You know, they were, they were lacking and, you know, winning helps, but what they've done with the game day additions has really turned it into one of the best places to play in. Uh, two years ago when Alabama came here, we, we heard, I believe it was, uh, was it Will? Who's a, who's the linebacker for the Texans that came from Alabama? Will, Will Anderson. Will Anderson said it was the loudest place he's ever played in and they've gotten better each and every year. And I love the uh, R&D ripoff. And duplicate. That's funny. Yeah. Now, with the SEC schedule coming up next year, you heard CDC mention, but it's home games for Georgia, uh, for Florida, for Kentucky, uh, Mississippi State, UTSA, and then, of course, um, Louisiana Monroe and Colorado State, the non-out-of-conference schedules. But also, you know, eventually, we're going to have A&M back at DKR. So that means that season ticket prices will go up, won't they? Someone said to me, we're going to go to the Southeastern Conference. You're just going to just jack the prices up. Look at the column to the right or to the left. And look to the column to the, to the, to the right. We've reduced ticket prices on the average game price. <laughs> I, 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 we added a game, and I get that. But you start to look at on a game-by-game price. We're trying to do everything we can to make sure that we make the tickets affordable um, one of the things I, I looked to our team and Rob Novak, our CFO, is one of the best in the country. And I mean, not one of the best in the country and does an amazing job. And we sat down and had a discussion and Rob came and said, hey, I think we got this. And, and it's a tribute to the team that puts this together. But one of the things I was really focused our team on and Corbett and Drew sat down. And we looked at our prices and said, let's make sure that when people go to another conference, they just look and say, well, let's jack the prices up. Here we go. That's not what we're doing. We're trying to pack the house with loyal fans, trying to pack the house with fans that want to be there and and cheer cheer the Longhorns on and make a price. So I'm really proud of the team, proud of our our, our group for doing this, but wanted you to know that that was important to me and the pricing structure uh, uh, was not something that we were going to go out and say, um, hey, let's do a pass-through. We're going to make it work with what we do because I firmly believe we'll be 100% renewed and we'll go into the SEC uh, right-minded. So appreciate the, the team's work on this. I think we uh, CDC said they identified more than 4,000 ticket brokers who, who were buying season tickets just to make a profit out of mm. that, that weren't actually uh, season ticket holders or Texas fans. They've done a good job of, of removing that. That'll be nice to hear for Texas fans, including myself, who's been a, a season ticket holder for the last uh, three years now, knowing that, with Georgia and Florida and these other SEC schools coming to DKR, the ticket prices actually uh, went down this past year. Now, a big question is, once Texas is in the SEC, will they renew rivalries with former Big 12 schools such as Texas Tech, Baylor, TCU? And for the most part, it seems like Texas fans are okay with not playing those teams again, especially with how they've been treated at some of these venues. Uh, remember Lubbock two years ago, Chris Beard's return, just just how unsafe that was for the basketball team and 
really left a sour taste in the fans of not just Texas fans' mouth, but also I think the university in their staff and just the way they've been treated uh, over this past two years. You know, I don't think there's any urge to uh, play these teams again, at least for the time being. This is what the CDC's response was to when asked about being able to schedule uh, former Big 12 opponents in the near future and also if the SEC will go from an eight-game schedule to a nine-game schedule. I think one of the things we looked at is um, if we're at a nine-game schedule, you have three non-conference games. One of the things you look at in in a current eight-game schedule for a moment, we get four games at home. We play uh, this year. We get four games at home. We play OU in Dallas, and then we have three on the road. The following year, it's flipped. Does that make sense? So now I got three at home, OU in Dallas, and I'm on the road four times. We need to get six to seven. We need about seven home games a year. We're playing Michigan. We're playing Ohio State. Uh, we have. We're, we're going to look at how do we do those. If we kept a nine, if we if we went to a nine-game schedule, I'd have four at home, four on the road. Then it's a little easier to start to look at how your non-conference schedule is. Well, if we stay at an eight-game schedule, I'm going to need to schedule all those games at home. You're my constituent. As much as I love another conference or say they're my uh, state foe, if they want to come play here in Texas, I'm, I'm all in. But I, I, I'm not too sure yet how we can do a home and home until I know how that balances out. As far as the rest of our sports, we know there's going to be, we have great schools in the state. And I've always said I want to play state schools. It's important for us. One of the things I always, uh, I always admired about Baylor when I was at TCU is they constantly played Texas Christian U. They're always playing them, and, and that was great. And I think for us to have Houston, uh, TCU, Baylor Tech, whoever else uh, in the state, and we have Rice, and we have a lot of other schools that we, we can play within the state, we should play those in non-conference games if our schedule allows. One of the things i got to figure out this first year is we're going to have 18 SEC games. Oh, that means I have nine at home. We got to find a non, and we got nine on the road. Then you got to come out and figure out your non-conference schedule. It might be more difficult to go home and home. And we're also a national brand. I'm trying to make sure that we bring a Michigan, Ohio State, uh, a USC, Notre Dame, those type of schools into our venues as well. But it's not out of the question. Um, but I think as we acclimate our way through it, we'll we'll see how that works. Does that answer your question? It did. Thank you, CDC. So basically what he's saying there is he's open to playing the tax, the TCUs, the Baylors, but it doesn't make any sense for them right now to do home and aways and travel to these schools. Now, they want to come to Austin? Come to Austin, baby. But besides that, uh, do not expect to see uh, Texas Tech or TCU or Baylor, I think, on the Texas football schedule um, going forward. Now, with that, the SEC schedule uh, is out for Texas football next year. The next question, that was a two-part question from uh, someone in the audience. The next question was, why in the world did they schedule Georgia the same weekend as <laughs> Formula One? When that schedule came out and I saw Georgia on that, I was like, God, I don't care about Georgia fans. Come I care about our own fans getting hotel rooms. You know what I mean? It's a crazy weekend, but I am absolutely so pumped for us on that weekend, on a, on a global scale, the University of Texas will be talked about nas- around the world because of F1, because of that game. It is going to be ph- phenomenal. But 
Uh, I've heard from more from our own fans going, God, how, how, how expensive is that, that those hotels are going to be? I said, eh, Round Rock, no problem. Come on down. Georgetown. But it is going to be an awesome weekend, and, I, uh, and it's, it's exciting. One of the things I'm also looking at is moving our OU game to 2.30 ABC. So that'd be fantastic, too. Wow. He just kind of slipped that one there at the very end, didn't he? Saying uh, that Oklahoma, the Red River rivalry that usually has been played at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I believe the last time it was at uh, 2.30 was uh, Sam Ellinger, Baker Mayfield. Um, that was a 2.30 kickoff time. Besides, that's been always 11 o'clock, but Del Conte trying to move it back to 2.30. Um, other questions from last night. When will we know the SEC schedules for other sports? We already know the football schedule, but when will we know it for basketball, for baseball, and other sports? You just saw the football schedule. They'll actually come out in earnest. Uh, probably they'll start rolling out in July, as we know, because each sport has a, has a they want to have a cool drop date for soccer. They want to have a cool drop date for basketball. Um, and every sport wants to have the same opportunities. So we'll, we'll, we'll do that. But the football schedule's out, as you know, and then we'll start to roll those out. Uh, uh, but uh, we should have them all in, in a timely fashion. But the... We do know that A&M will be on the schedule next year for football on November 30th in College Station at Kyle Field. But we don't know if that's going to be a annual thing. This is what CDC said when asked if we were going to play, if we if Texas was going to play A&M uh, every year, because uh, we we still we don't really know uh, the answer to that question yet. We, we, there was a, uh, something about pods possibly happening with, with teams being in the right pods here. Um, so I want to want to make sure I get to do that. Actually, we lost that audio real quick. Sorry about that, but we'll we'll come back to that. At uh, actually, here it is right here. CDC asked about if Texas was going to play A and M each year. That is the goal. I know we're playing this year at our place, and they'll come back the following year. Um, we know that. Uh, that, that important for us to play that rivalry. For those that are a little older, Arkansas is a major rivalry as well. And I, I, those that lived through the 60s and 70s for Coach Broyles and, and, and DK, uh, you know Daryl Royal to, to retire on the same day in 1976 in our stadium is awesome. And to replay the, those two. Um, so that, that, that game will be an annual game. Obviously, this year it's going to be played on Saturday. My goal is that we move that game back to Thursday. Uh, um, but uh, obviously it was just the first year of trying to get in. We have eight-game schedule right now. We're working on going to a nine-game schedule, but we have a ways to go that. So I would say this year we have an eight-game schedule. The following year we have another eight-game schedule. Then we'll look at uh, going into a nine-game conference schedule. So 2025 may not have A&M on the schedule, but once that schedule does switch to nine games in 2026, A&M might return to the schedule each year. All right, that's Chris Del Conte's thoughts from the Texas Longhorns Town Hall last night. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Rodney Terry. The Texas men's basketball team continues statement month in February.